Hey guys, what's up? All right, thank you so, so much for tuning in to this first ever podcast. This has been a long time in the making and I am so excited that I have finally got the opportunity to do it. Um, I cannot wait to share this episode with you and give a lot of you an insight into who I am, my background and some of the stuff that has completely transformed my life over the last five, six years. Um, for me, it's been a bit of a rocky journey since around two. 2013, which I'm going to talk about in this episode today. And I'm going to take you on a journey from 2013 until 2018-19, where I stepped on stage with WBFF and how that journey alone completely transformed me as a person. Now, this is by no means my whole story. This is by no means everything that you'll ever get to learn about me. But it is a huge, huge insight and it is a huge amount of personal information and I'm excited and nervous for you guys to hear it because the first time I ever told this story I really felt exposed and I really felt like I was putting myself on the line and I told this story back in June this year and since June until now it is officially October it has taken me until now to really get comfortable with the uncomfortable and to be ready to completely share everything that happened with me over that time with you guys and yeah I'm excited for you to hear it but not so that you can empathize with me and not so that you can see me as a victim but just so that you can see that I'm a real freaking human and we all go through rubbish on a daily basis we all have ups we all have downs we all have things that get in our way and things that can turn our lives around in the blink of an eye and it's what we do in those moments and it's how we get through and how we get to the other side for me getting to the other side has been much about finding myself within nutrition finding myself within training within developing a strong mindset my love of group exercise finding an incredible network of friends and having such a supportive and incredible family and the things that I've learned over the years I really hope to start to educate you a little bit more on and help you through some of those darker times help you through some of those plateaus and help you through some of those moments where you are just ready to throw in the towel and give up so without further ado I give you my super self summit 2019 talk it is about 25 minutes long guys um get yourself a cuppa chill and yeah let me know what you think screenshot this episode tag me on instagram on facebook um, let me know what platform you're listening on and tell me what you think about the show thank you so much guys i really appreciate your support and yeah week one here we go let's dive in this next speaker she is a coach an author and a diva <laughs> and I would like you to raise the roof for Claire Rafferty Yes, so as Tommy just said, my name is Claire Rafferty and I am here today to talk to you about my journey, my story. I'm going to take you on a bit of a life transformation journey with me from 2013 right up until the present day and talk to you about why I have got into competing, um, a lot of the lessons that I've learned along the way 
um, and just kind of hopefully connect with some of you guys around your own motivations um, and reasons for you being here um, and kind of what you're trying to get out of this weekend and hopefully I can give you something to think about or relate to and or work from um, as you move forward. A lot of the things that I've learned in my story, um, I've, I've learned most of them actually probably since the Super Self Summit um, last June. Um, that was my transformational experience this time last June. I got up on stage um, as one of Tommy's clients and spoke to some of you then. So I know I follow some of you on Instagram, you follow me, so you'll know a bit about me and my story already. And yeah, we're just going to take that a little bit further today and hopefully give you guys something from it. Um, a few of the things that I'm hoping that you get from today. Oh, it works. So who am I? Told you that. Coach, speaker, diva. Coach by means of I run an online website. I have a nutrition hub, which I help working with people just like yourself. I give you a place to basically get all the information you need around nutrition. So a lot of the things that Ben and Robin spoke about yesterday, we all dive into the same similar topics. Um, I do a 16-week transformation photo shoot experience, which basically takes you through 16 weeks to just learn to love yourself. Um, yeah, you lose a little bit of weight and you learn a little bit about my sass and I teach you some mindset tricks. But we put you into a position where you can stand in front of a camera and be like, hell yeah, I'm badass. Yeah, and you just be like, look at me, I love myself. Um, I've had, like my last one there, I had a guy who lost uh, 16 kilos in 16 weeks and he was just like, took his top off in front of the camera and was like, take me as I am right now. It was just brilliant. Um, and then I had a, a mom, so she just had a kid um, and she basically, it was about four weeks after she just had, um, she joined up and she just, yeah, smashed it. She was like, this is it. I'm getting my body back right now. So it's a lot of interesting stories and journeys through that. Um, and then I work with higher-end elite clients who are trainers or want to compete. Um, and that's kind of the mix. So there's a good, there's a good range there. I'm new to speaking. <laughs> this is my first time actually speaking on stage. I wore my comfort heels. Yeah. Because I feel more confident in a pair of heels than I do in anything else. So honestly, so that's the diva in me because I compete and I know as long as I got my shoes on I can stick my feet and I can get my turns and I can stay good and I'll not hopefully dance about the stage too much. Um, so yeah, for today I'm just going to go through my story and hopefully you take something from it um, and you'll get some lessons along the way that I'm going to drop in. So I'm going to start you off in January 2013. I went to Australia for study abroad. Absolutely incredible experience. Um, I came from a, a, not a fantastically well-off family and we had to scrimp and scrape to get the money together for me to do this experience. Um, it was just me and my mum, pretty much, growing up. Um, I didn't have the best relationship with my father. Um, my siblings were 10 years older than me. So I was what my mum called the miracle child. I was born at a point in her life where she was about to give up. Um, so I was the miracle child from day one. And I think growing up that put a lot of pressure on me. So to, to be able to go and do this experience and be let off into the world myself was pretty fantastic. I was going for six months and I was going to get to learn. I was going to get to be in a new country. And at that time, I was also suffering um, from a lot of depression. I gained a lot of weight. Um, I had an underactive thyroid, and it had been undiagnosed for about 10 months. 
Um, by the time <laughs> they finally did diagnose it, they thought I was just another student with another load of problems, trying to phone in sick and trying to get some time off university and trying to get whatever the latest medication was. Um, and by that point, I gained, I went from a size 6, 8 to about almost a size 14. I'd given up on sport, I'd quit, quit sport, I'd quit everything, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm done. Really kind of ready to give up on myself, and medication at that time um, started to be drip-fed into my life, and it, it turned my life around from that get-go. So going on this trip was a, it was a start of something new for me. It was a place where I was going to get fit, I was going to get healthy, I was going to do all the things that Australians do, right? I mean, if you ever see them, they're out tanning, and they're eating their good food, and they're training. And I was so excited to learn that lifestyle, and to use that to turn my life around. So I did. I got obsessed with Les Mills, I started to eat well, I found focus, I, I nailed university, it was the best grades I've ever had in my life in that six months that I was out there, because I was in flow and I was feeling so, so good. And then June 13 came and it was, oh, I'm going to have to get ready to go, I've only got three weeks left, I was packing up, I was getting ready to go do some travelling. And I was flying, I packed up all my stuff and I was flying from Adelaide to Melbourne. I had family in Melbourne and my cousins, I, my mum's best friend and her extended family. And I was flying up to Melbourne to see them, to spend the next three weeks with them. So packed up my life, had said my goodbyes to those in my area. And on June 25th, 2013, my, I got woke up by my flatmate. And she was like, your sister has been phoning me all night. Like, don't know what's going on, but you need to phone your sister. So I went and I grabbed my phone and I phoned my sister. And my sister was screaming down the phone, screaming like, I can't, the pain in her voice at that point in time. And all I could decipher was mum's dead. And at that point in time, my world crumbled. It crumbled beneath me. I didn't know what I was doing. Why was I on the other side of the world? Why was I enjoying my life? Why was I doing all these things? And how the f was I going to get home? Because I, I didn't know how I was going to get home. So luckily I had a great support network. They sorted me out. They got me on the first flight out of Australia, got in business class. It was quite a nice flight to say the least. Um, got home and at that point in time, my life turned upside down. I, I didn't know who I was, I didn't know what was going on. And one thing that I learned at that point in time is when we were struggling, we either can step up and face it and we can admit that we are struggling and we can ask for help. Some of us are good asking for help, some of us hold back quite a bit. I am a person who does not ask for help. I'm stubborn and I'm resilient and I do not like to wear that victim hat. So some of you guys who know Tommy's work have heard of that victim mindset. And I never ever wanted to be associated as a victim of my circumstances because there was people in the world who had so much worse going on than what I was going through. So I needed to prove that I was okay. So for the next two years, I got qualified in everything. You name a qualification that's to do with health and fitness, I've pretty much got it, yeah? Um, and I thought this is great because I've got all these qualifications. I've got a master's, I've got this, I've got that. Look at how fantastic I am doing. The world doesn't need to know what's going on inside of me because I am so good at life. Look at me. Why don't I compete? 
I'm good at it. Everyone was saying, you're really disciplined, you're really strong, you've got such a good attitude to food, such a good attitude to training. You're in here at five o'clock in the morning and you're leaving at 10 o'clock at night. You are such a good person, you're so motivated, so driven. No one knew that that was me just putting up a wall and trying to carry on. So June 2015, I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. So it took me a full year and there I am, fourth place. I won that trophy on July 1st, 2016, and I was, that day I was happy, I was proud. I was like, I have worked so hard for this, I have earned this. But that, that wasn't everything that was going on at that time. <laughs> on June the 19th, 2016, my dad got rushed into hospital with sepsis. Since my mom had passed, my dad and I got a lot closer. It was almost like a, he, he, we had to mend that relationship. You've, you've all had bad relationships. You all know what it's like. I, I just experienced a loss at such a high level that for me, I was like, I need to try and do something. I need to have a parent. I need to have someone to help guide me in this life because I'm completely lost over here and I've just lost the only person that had any influence over me. So I really started working with my dad and he saw that and he really invested his time in me. He took me on holidays and we had a, a pretty nice life and relationship together. But my dad was also an alcoholic. So when he got sepsis, it went downhill from there. And he was in hospital for five weeks fighting for his life. At that time, I was determined I was still competing because that held me together. That was who I was, that was my control. And I couldn't control anything else that was going on in my life and my world at that time. But I could control getting on stage and acting sassy and fun and playful. Because if you see this, you don't need to know anything else that's going on. And right up until my dad passed on July 28th, I was trying to prep in and out of hospitals and going to the gym for an hour and a half in the morning, an hour and a half at night, all the crazy, crazy things that we do when, when you're in an extreme diet phase. But it was getting worse and worse on my mental health. And as soon as my dad passed, I went into a spiral of binge eating for about 10 months. I ate my feelings, but I didn't look like I was eating my feelings because I knew how to do the cardio. I knew how to train. I knew the risks. I knew the responsibilities and the things that I could do to make sure that no one on the outside knew what was going on with me on the inside. All right, sorry to butt in on this podcast, but I just wanted to tell you about our nutrition hub and make sure that you're signed up to all of our updates. Our nutrition hub is a place for you to learn about portions, macros, calories, and so much more. It's a go at your own pace course broken into weekly bite-sized pointers to help you improve your relationship with food, enjoy your dieting once and for all, and of course, help you overcome the fear and guilt you have around meals so that you can be healthier, happier, confident, and of course, in the know. To find out more about our hub, or how you can join when doors open, you need to make sure you're following at nutritionhub underscore on Instagram or jump to raffitness.online for more details. Peace out and enjoy the rest of the episode. And that spiraled me all the way to December 16. And yesterday we heard a little bit about burnout. And I don't know if you guys have experienced much about burnout or heard much about whether you believe in it, because I didn't believe in it. I was like, it's not a real thing. People don't burn out. Pfft, what's that? 
And then December 17th, 2016, I was driving to Edinburgh on a crazy road to do another, last time it was 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. It wasn't such a bad shift. And I fell asleep behind the wheel of my car. I fell asleep with cruise control on and crashed into the verge on the side of the road. The car then flipped, spun, and I got in the fetal position. And in that moment, you, you don't think about your life flashing before your eyes. You don't, you don't, all you think about is, what the fuck have I done? What the fuck am I doing? Like, what is going on in my life right now that, that I've let myself get to this point? And it was there that nobody knows how I made it out alive. Nobody knows how I made it out alive. The car, I was going to, I was going to put pictures and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to put pictures in. The car is, was, was so smashed that when I went to collect my laptop from the boot because I needed to work, I, the guys were like, nah, nobody, nobody survived that. There was definitely, there was no chance. And I was like, well, I'm here. And he was just like, you've got an angel on your back. And in that moment, I was like, actually, I've got two. I've got two angels on my back. One's called mum, one's called dad. And whether you believe in signs, signals, warnings, whatever it may be, for me, that was a point where I believed I had two angels on my back. And that was them saying, Claire, get your shit together. It's time to start owning up and it's time to start telling people the problems you've got. And it's time to start speaking about this. I needed a plan, I needed a focus, I need all these things for control in my life. But I'm, I'm very passionate and I like to help people. And it was my wanting to help people through their own problems that stopped me from talking about mine. Because I didn't want to seem as weak and I didn't want to seem as someone who needed help. Because if I needed help, how can I help you? How can I talk to you about sorting out your diet if I'm binge eating? How can I help you lose weight if I'm spending five and six hours in the morning on a treadmill trying to compensate for stuff that I'm doing in the background? So I just felt fake and I felt like a fraud and I felt, I felt like I just didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was running in circles around. And this continued until about March. I was just like, I need to figure this out, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I booked a holiday and I went away for a week. Went to Tenerife, all-inclusive, cried for a week. Yeah, cried for a week. But third night of that trip, I called my aunt. And my aunt has been the, the, the cornerstone in my life that she's held me together ever since my mum passed. And yeah, I mean, I talk about her all the time if you follow me on Instagram. Like, Auntie is Auntie, yeah. And I phoned her that night and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I was like, I'm, I've taken on all these responsibilities. I've taken on all this pressure and I've taken on all these things in life to try and help people. And I'm a mess and I, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Now, she comes from a mental health background and she, she lets you figure things out for yourself. So she told me I had a decision to make. That, that was her advice. You have a decision to make. She's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do right now. I don't believe that, that you need to be told what to do right now. She's like, I, I know you know the answer, but you need to start to talk. So I did. I started to talk. And that's, that's kind of what leads me into what was next for me. I started to face up. I put out a video about my binge eating. And that video got such an incredible response from normal people. 
people who were not in a com competitive world, people who were not um, doing extreme dieting or anything like that. They were just normal people who wanted help, who were like, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you're not a bad person for, for going through this. What did you do to overcome this? So I was like, okay, I can tell you how I overcame. I know exactly how I got through my binge eating. But it was through the simple things in life and the things that you, you, don't, you don't expect someone to say, you, you just stop eating, right? But it wasn't. It was about changing habits. It was about changing my routine. And it was about starting to really face up with who I am as a person and what I wanted to, to actually gain and replace those binge eating moments with. So I bought a daily greatness journal. It was a 90-day journal. And in the, the beginning of it, it's got seven sections. And those seven sections asked me what I wanted from life, from friends, from health, from future, from financials. And I just was honest with myself and I wrote down where I was and what I wanted in those seven different areas as they came through. I then made a 12-week plan based on this journal and I took myself through it. And then every morning I got up and I wrote out my gratitude. And I wrote out the things that it was asking me to, you know, who are you as a person? What do you believe you are? What do you want from life? And I answered these questions every single day and it was repetitive as shit. Yeah, it was. It is tedious, but that's what you got to do to get over. So every day I wrote, I am not a binge eater. I am not a binge eater. It was as simple as that until I actually started to believe that I'm not. And then I replaced those habits with other things. I started to see friends again. I started to have a life. I went on some dates. It was great. But then that eagle came back to get back on stage and to compete. And I was like, because that's who I am. I'm a competitor and I love it. And I love this ass and I love being able to get my body in that position and in that condition. And it's such an incredible feeling when you have that much control over your body and over your mind and over your habits and over everything that you can get yourself to look like that. It is, it's a, it's a pretty incredible feeling. But it's definitely not for everyone, and it's not something that I am up here. I am not trying to recruit anyone to do this. I do not recommend it, as you'll hear. Um, but it was, it was something that I wanted to do, and it was something that I thought, hey, I, I know I'll be good at this. So in May 2018, I was like, that's it. I'm doing WBFF, biggest, baddest federation around. Like, if you're going to compete with anyone, you're going to do it with these guys. Costs the deposit for a small house. It was quite good, though. It was fine. It was what I wanted to do. I had everything in the right place, and I knew how to get my body, my mind, everything in shape. I had a coach, and we worked together. And it was at that point I was doing all this self-development, personal help. I'd reached out to Tommy, and I was really starting to enjoy the journey and enjoy the process of self-discovery and self-worth and actually feeling like, hey, I'm actually a pretty confident person if I let myself be. And it's about letting yourself be. So when I got on that stage... I got on that stage and I thought, I am confident. I can't even watch the video of that stage still to this day. It makes me cringe and it makes me feel a little bit sick. Because at that point in time, I was still flawed. And I was still being a little bit of a fraud. Because my hormones were so, so off from the dieting I was doing and from the dieting that I had done in the past with the binge eating. I hadn't given myself enough time to let my body fully heal. I'd went from severe calorie deficit into eating far too much, overtraining. Was doing all this stuff to work it out, but, and I had a, my mindset and my mental in the right place. 
but my body hadn't caught up yet. Because when you put that much damage and that much strain on your body, it's gonna take a long time to recover. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. I got to a point where I was sleeping for 16, 17 hours a day. My body was shutting down. I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. I was trying to do steps to lose the last kilo at six o'clock in the morning and getting 22,000 steps by 9 a.m. Like, if you've got a tracker and you've tracked your steps, 22,000 steps by 9 a.m. is like, girl, you got issues. Do you know? Like, clients come to me and they're like, oh, I'm only hitting 12,000 steps, is that okay? And I'm like, well, yeah, have you been to the gym? Yeah. Did you wear your watch in the gym? No, I'm like, cool, stop walking. Yeah, like it, we have this number in our head that it has to be bigger and more and greater to, to keep going. And that's where I was at this place. If I just keep doing more, if I just keep taking food away, I'm going to get as lean and as shredded as possible. And that's what people think bodybuilding is and bodybuilding's all about. It's not. If you're pretty good at science and you understand physiological impacts and you understand food and you understand diet manipulation and you understand macronutrients and you, you've got half a brain in your head, you'll know that less is more. Less is more. And for me, learning that less was more was the next chapter into present. So from last year until this year, I just went on a total overhaul, absolute total overhaul. And I was like, okay, what am I trying to teach people? What am I trying to educate you on? And how can I use that for me to get on stage? And that's brought me to where I am now. So I thought, nutrition, it needs to be simple, but I can eat so, so little and do so, so much that that daily expenditure has me sleeping 16 hours a day and has me struggling to get through life. So I started to look more into fats and carbs and manipulation and how you can actually set things together. And then as I was learning all these different things, I thought, I know what I'll do. I'm going to piece it all together and start to teach people on this. And so that's now where I'm going forward, is that I'm now trying to help people understand that less is, less is more, less is definitely more, and that if you genuinely want to change your body and change your mindset and change your approach to nutrition and change your approach to training, you really have to look within yourself and start to own your own shit and own... And own the baggage that's holding you back. I just came out there, I didn't mean that. <laughs> and take control of the baggage that's holding you back. So for me, a big part of it was that at these points, the first yellow, I was not owning. I was afraid to be vulnerable. And I was afraid to say, hey, I'm a victim. And I was afraid to, to put on a hat to, to figure it out. Because that's it's all you're doing. I'm not saying to you guys like you need to turn around now and be like oh I've got the worst life ever we don't have the worst life ever you've heard some pretty powerful stories in this room but sometimes you need to allow yourself to hurt and sometimes you need to to be okay with with saying I'm struggling and when you allow yourself to just be the victim momentarily or be vulnerable then really incredible things can start to happen. And I think a lot of you are here because you're willing to say, hey, I'm, I'm ready for the next level. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for some help. But I came to these events and I was ready for help, but I wasn't ready to do the work. And there's a huge, huge difference between you walking in that door right now and saying, hey, yep, fix me. I'm up for it. I'm ready to get to the next level. I am ready to do this. 
and then leaving here and actually taking the time, the effort, putting in the energy, the commitment to actually making the shift. Because you're not gonna do it in the next week, in the next month. It's taken me from being here June last year and having coming off the back of that May show and being like, I'm still a fraud, to pretty much about three months ago. For it all to click and for it all to be like, I have a purpose and I can help people. And it was the daily repetition of acts and the daily getting up and doing the stuff that you just don't want to do and the, the pushing on because of the hunger, because of the desire and the want to have a better life. The want to say, hey, my past is my past. It's the first time I've said about my mum passing and my dad passing without bursting into floods of tears. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready to say, okay, what have I learned from this? And what, what lessons have I got that I can help you with? So of course, admitting your vulnerability and, and allowing yourself to, to, to be, be sore. Be heart, be sore. There you go, there's new words, sore. Um, and just really start to own that shit early. It's okay to say that you have a problem and it's okay to say that you are struggling and that you are scared and that you're not sure what is coming next. It's okay, and you're in the perfect environment right now. I was in that perfect environment in that seat last June when I started to open up. And as Tommy said, he's got lots of tools and methods and things in place to help you guys get there. And that is, you know, I can't thank this guy enough for helping me on my journey and getting me to where I am. What I can say about the red is that these were points where I was using nutrition and using a horrendous diet and using uh, a knowledge of exercise and training and really messing myself up some more. And that it's a big red flag that if you do find that you are starting to use training and nutrition and your relationship with either of these things to, to fill a void, because that's all it is. You're just trying to fill a void in your life. And for me, that prolonged calorie deficit that I was then putting myself in was what led to hormones out of whack binge eating, it led to so many negative effects on me and on my mental state and on my business. And it took so much from my life. And that's, if you do ever think that I'm getting to a place where I'm just losing control with food and nutrition, you need to, you need to speak up and ask for help early before it escalates and downturns and turns into something that you don't have control of. Um, another huge thing that I learned in this process was that if we are setting goals with the mindset, I just want to. So a lot of what I was doing, competing the first four times, was I just wanted to impress someone else. I just wanted them to like me. I just wanted them to notice me. I just wanted them to think, hey, she's okay, she's got it together. And that was a huge learning curve for me as well. And you've got to think about the things in your life. Like, are you doing them because they bring you value, because they bring you purpose? Or are you doing them because you're trying to have someone else's approval or someone else appraise you or someone else say, well done. Because what does that bring you? That picture of me with that trophy, I'm like, I, what even was that? Like I didn't feel good at all that day. The next show was the, probably the loneliest day of my life. The next show, I binge ate all the way into it. It was, it was just that refusal to admit. And then once you've admitted, I promise you that 
you can start to come out the other side and you can do the mindset work. You can invest in coaches. You can work with Tommy because he is incredible. And you can really start to put all these things together. And I now have a kick-ass online business. I've got my shit together. I'm not afraid to stand on this stage and say to you guys, I've been through the ringer quite a bit. And it's just having the power over your mindset to get through it all and believe that you can. Believe your self-worth and put in the frickin' work. Because if you don't put in the work, you're gonna be back here in a year's time. Some of you guys could have a story like this, but you gotta own it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gents, Claire Rafferty! Oh, look at that, look at that, little slideshow. Beautiful presentation, thank you.